Hello. This week, I am joined by one of my best friends and probably someone who is the most passionate person I know when it comes to craft beer. She's currently living in Shreveport, Louisiana, working at the Seventh Tap Brewing Project. And she shares with us just what it's like being in the brewery industry, um, her love of craft beer. And also, of course, we share stories of Flick's Brewhouse, where we worked together for about five years. Please give it up for the first time on the podcast, Logan Mason. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. Hi. Your hair, your hair looks great. It's okay. It's audio only. Exactly. That's well, the wondrousness of a podcast. Okay, let's just start real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna open mine. Oh crap. Oh gosh. The main reason you're on here, you don't have any beer. That's okay. I already opened it, but I can go get another one. It's okay. Shoot, you even told me that. Here, hold on. I'm gonna open this uh, warm holiday ale that I will never drink. Everything about that sounds disgusting, but please open it. <laughs> it says flavors of cranberry and spice, and everything nice. It's it probably is. got. It's probably nutmeg, cinnamon. Yeah, it says yeah cranberry cinnamon and natural flavors better than artificial yeah i'm gonna try it warm though so let me know when <laughs> just go you know, we're not gonna do it at the same time i already opened mine <laughs> oh, <shit>. okay <laughs> oh that sounded good yeah, that was a good one. Oh no did i get my mic wet whatever all right okay i need you to try that and i'll explain what i'm drinking here Okay. Um, you know, for a room temperature beer, it's not horrible. I feel like a beer like that would be um you probably get more notes when it's warm, when it warms up a little bit, at least somewhat compared to like when you have it straight off like straight off the tap, or at least in the brewery, like when you would have it straight off the tank. Like uh-huh. let's just let it like kind of yeah. Fester. Fe- mm-hmm. That's a is perfect it, word for beer. Fester. Is, is that the uh, terminology? Is that what I should be using? You're the expert. You're the professional now. No. No, I don't get paid like a professional. <laughs> well, welcome to brewing. Right. Um, I think the spice, the natural flavors, the cinnamon really helps, right? Okay. And the cranberry. So if it was something like what I'm actually drinking, which is an American rice lager. Oh, I had nah. one of those recently. Nah? No, this is really good. So what I'm drinking right now, well, it's cold. Like, if you had a warm American rice lager, 
that I mean, that's like you wake up from the frat party the next day and that's what you're burping, right? But if you're burping cranberry and cinnamon <laughs> and <laughs> you're burping Christmas. Okay, here's what I have. But yeah, well, tell um me. as we've already started, I went um I was in Nashville a while back with Tristan, our buddy from Flicks. Yes. Yes, good old Tristan. Um we went to Nashville, we went to a show, but we went to one of the breweries we went to they um and i talked about this on uh, a couple episodes ago but we went to this brewery where everything there touches oak so regardless of what like as before it served it's a, it's somewhat in a barrel right so this is a barrel aged lager Ooh, lager beer it's so good it's a three and a half percent so it's super light so but it's it a has session like, yes <laughs> but it has the um it has like the oak characteristics and kind of like somewhat smell. So it's still light, but you get that the depth from the yeah, like it's the it's, oak. It, 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 it's extremely light. You get, I mean, a little bit of it. It's not a lot, but it's enough where you're like, oh, that's that's kind of cool to try. If someone didn't tell you what kind of beer that was and no. you blind tasted it, what would you say it was? Uh, it'd be a lager great question actually and this is not a knock at the brewery um it it does have like it's a czech style pilsner um okay so but it's oak aged it's an oak aged but i don't think it's aged in oh production time eight weeks okay that's normal okay so it's not like it's been i feel like that would be almost impossible with a lager style right Fermented or conditioned in oak barrels. Oh, okay. So the very probably they were conditioning that that style in oak barrels. I yeah, as that. it as it does say conditioned. Yeah, I think you're right. I wouldn't want to ferment my locker. In. How's oh, the, you never um, know. So how's the brewery world down there? Small but friendly. Uh, do you mean like just in the south in general, or like? northern louisiana no just seventh tap oh okay so the one place i work at right that makes more sense yeah that's that's why yeah (laughs) um yeah the beer sorry my voice is like cracking i don't know why um it's the cinnamon and nutmeg it is it's the spices Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's that room it's at room temperature i mean if that was at like maybe a little cooler it probably wouldn't affect your it's okay it's science it's yeah science uh so one of the beer i'm drinking right now is the we believe i know no one can see this but you but um it's our american rice lager um this was actually brewed by our previous head brewer it was his last beer he brewed before he uh moved away um, so super light, super crisp. I'd compare it to like a really crafty, uh, like Mick Ultra. You get that almost like when you like pop the can open, you get that sulfuric like aroma okay. that you want in some lagers. It's super crushable. It's yeah. a crisp, it's a crispy boy, as they would say down here. That's a, okay, that's good. I know um uh when when i started working with rob he used to have or he used to talk about this um he had like a chart and he would say like on the crushable scale it's up there what i tell people when i'm bartending um just because 
the only thing I'm pouring is craft beer. So like I know enough about it. I'll say it's definitely a crushable beer. It's a volume drinker. You know what I mean? Like you could have, <laughs> you could have a few and be okay. It's light. It's simple. It's crisp, a crispy boy. Can I say that? Can I use that up here in Indianapolis? Yeah, people might think you're a little wild, but they already think I, that. I only ever I heard it down here. Yeah, it's four point two percent. Um, so kind of probably probably pretty close to what you're drinking. He said it was yeah, I mean, three something. Well, like four point two. That's like a typical. That's like a typical lager. Mm-hmm. Light lager. Yeah. Light lager. Um, why? What was it where you were like, you know what? I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go on an adventure. This adventure is going to be about learning beer. Okay. Or drinking uh, it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a really good question. Um, I never just woke up one day and was like, well, it's time. <laughs> it's time <laughs> to go explore this facet of the world. Um, I wouldn't say I was really ever into beer. Uh, when I was younger, uh, probably all through college, it was just something that was like used for, you know, games like cheap. You get your Keystone Light, you got your Natty Light. Like, oh, so if you're having like a beer pong competition or flip cup, like that's where I drank beer. Um, besides the one like Guinness. I would have that I would like make myself drink every St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> did you feel um, kind of cool? Like, did you feel um, a little like crafty or something when you would have? That was my thing where I would specifically only get imports because I uh, felt I, I had this thought where I was like, I mean, they put more work into the beer. Like, I would just tell myself this to believe it. So, like, I would only drink Stella's and um, just some basically non-domestic i didn't right. get into craft until like much later never never reached for a budweiser it was always like "Ooh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be extra and get the dos equis or you yep. know something now that is all basically bought out by anheuser-busch um, everything yeah yeah but i mean back then i don't i don't think it i think i just for the guinness particularly like i'm a third irish so i was like oh i need i have to like this or i'm i'm letting my my <laughs> ancestors down <laughs> even though i'm still a mutt you know like it does no one cares it's for my culture guys leave me alone right. <laughs> i'm yes. the same though because i am i'm a third well yeah, i did that 23 and me test so i was ooh. like ooh. <laughs> i keep telling i keep telling kelsey we should take that first of all i'll say you need to buy it when it's on sale because you mm -hmm. want to do like you want to do the whole package. You want to do the ancestry and you want to do what else do they do? The health. Yeah. And so you, you can get it 50% off. Um, it's usually around like the holidays or like whenever that like big Amazon Prime Day is. Yeah, um, like Father's Day and Mother's Day. Those are those are the good times to find out your DNA. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't can they do that? I don't know if they can do that. There's oh, so many can. things you have to sign. Uh, I've heard I've heard some stories where the results come back and it's like, oh, that's that's, that's not I my dad. I didn't know that. Um <laughs> we are not saying names on this podcast, so it's okay. But I've yeah. heard some stories. That that would be yeah, I was pretty confident in 
who my family was. So I oh. didn't feel bad about though, you know, on the other hand, my partner, um, I've been wanting him to take it for a while. Why? How come? Uh- <laughs> First off, he is going to defend himself when he comes on he here soon. I just want you to know that. Um, I know. Uh, but he is um, he's American born Chinese. So, you know, of course, like, are you 100% Chinese, like ethnically? I think it would be interesting for him to like look at that and maybe find some long lost, I don't know, cousins or second yeah. cousins he didn't know he had like over in China or maybe someone's here in the US. Cause right now he only has like three people family wise in the continental United States. Um, but anyway, why craft beer? So I needed a job. Okay. <laughs> What was the first? What, was it a brewery or a liquor store? Uh, wait. What's the? What do you mean? Okay, so you said you needed a job. Yes. Okay. I don't. I don't. So I would say wouldn't I didn't start getting serious about or even knowing like the world of craft beer um, until I worked at Flix Brewhouse. And which um, time? Which time was this at Flix? <laughs> it's my first time. <laughs> It was my first rodeo, my first go around um, at Flix. Um, I had just come back from Japan, living there and teaching there. And I really didn't know what to do with myself. Um, And I think Flix had just opened. That's what I was wondering. Earlier in the... So I worked there in 2016. That's when it um, opened. I think mm-hmm. that's when that location opened. I didn't work there like right when it opened. I think it had been probably at least four or five months down the line. But yeah, I interviewed with uh, a man who no longer works there. It's, uh, well, probably at that time. I don't think anyone. <laughs> You're right. I don't uh, think anyone still works there from that time. Probably shouldn't say his name, but. No, it's okay. We don't have to. We know. <laughs> um. He and, interviewed uh he interviewed me as well. Oh, that's right. Okay. So he has I, good taste. I know. Well, for me, he um well, hang on. So I started in 2017, but I don't think you were there at that time. No. I went on a um a leave of absence. <laughs> yes, that is a professional way of saying it. <laughs> I so I told him I was going to come back. I just Oh, man. Um yeah, so we kind of missed each other until the second time I started working there, right? Because th- that's when you were up at the bar. No, no? I was at. Um, was so it I was at eighteen. No, I was at the box office. Um, I was hired on as I applied for. Uh, at the time, it was called "quote unquote" fast track to management. So it was, it was basically a front of house supervisor, and I. Um, I had to get trained at start with food running, which is the best. And then I so went good. into quicks. And then after quicks, I went to box office, but then they kept scheduling me as a food runner because it's staffing, <laughs> whatever. I don't, whatever. Uh, and then I remember I went in once for um, server training during the day and Lee was bartending. And they were short staffed on a server, so they pulled her to serve. So then I 
opened the bar, had no idea really what to do. I mean, I it was a very easy job to catch on quick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I liked it. It was cool. Um, and I think I told management, I said, hey, I mean, I could pick up more bar shifts. Like, it was easy, whatever. It wasn't that bad. Um, and then they kept they kept me on rotation, but then I was mainly at the box office. And then I heard you were coming, or I heard Logan was coming back. Some Logan, right? And then on box office, and then I look at like the evening staff come in. I'm like, okay, I don't recognize that person or that person or that person with the platinum blonde hair, but that's okay. Yeah. And and then we met at some point when we were bartending together. So yeah, mm-hmm. we met on your second stint, I believe. Yes. Yep. It had to be. It had to be. Yeah. So, but that first time around, I, I learned so much just because it was also a brewery. So there were slow days up at the bar and you would see like Chris Knott and Josh upstairs, mm-hmm. just like working their butts off and also downstairs two level, two level brewery. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. It was funny because when other brewers would come in when I would be bartending or mm-hmm. when I was in the brewery later on, mm-hmm. they would just look and be like, why do we, why do they have this? I mean, <laughs> it, it's visually appealing, right? I mean, it oh, looks yeah. cool, but yeah, I, I was in the same way. I mean, that's, I was bartending. I would see uh, Josh and Chris brewing and I was always interested in. Yeah. Pretty much. It was just, it was like a fun thing to learn about. Cause like coming off of, studying so much in college and like while I was living in Japan it was just constant study too right because no one in my village spoke English wait talk to me about talk to me about living in Japan I forgot you were a world traveler forgot about that no I was a I had a very small stint as an expat I don't know what that Um, is please explain to me it's uh an American, I'm pretty, <laughs> this is going to be wrong, but the general idea, it stands for like expatriate or ex something. Um, and it's an American who lives abroad. There's other parts of the definition, but that's like the main idea. How long were you there? Um, six months. It was supposed to be a year, but other stuff happened. So I had to come back and then, yeah. So just working at flicks and realizing like how much fun um everything was and josh and chris were so nice so kind um they'd like answer questions because some of the people i worked with up at the bar (laughs) i don't think they really uh liked me you know coming off as like this like bubbly like platinum blonde (laughs) girl yeah um a lot of people don't take you seriously (laughs) Right. But they did like they actually like answered the questions. And I was like, oh, this is there's a lot more to beer than I ever thought there was. Um, well, if you think about it, too, it's like they're making a product and then someone who's selling their product has questions about it, which in mm-hmm. turn, like goes back to like, hey, if this bartender is aware of what we're doing, it helps sell more. It helps them brew more. And that's a more in-depth tips. way of looking <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely a huge perk. That's I mean, that's what helped me. Like I learned when when I was working in the brewery and bartending, I'm like, dude, I can. I can talk up, I can talk bullshit without that knowledge sometimes. 
But I mean, when you have that, especially in the service industry, it, it it's very beneficial. Mm-hmm. It's good to know your stuff. Know your yeah. stuff, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> study up. <laughs> no. That could be the title of this episode, actually. Study up. Know study your up. Stuff. Know your stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. Or, you know, don't be afraid to tell people, you know, you don't know. You know, I know you say, like, you can bullshit anything, which is actually a good skill up to a point. But, like, also don't be afraid to be like, oh, actually, I have no idea. I've learned that. Yeah, I've learned that um, at this job now. I've been pretty upfront uh, or at least transparent with with my job now, if it's like (laughs) with my supervisor or Mm -hmm. some team members who I know have been there longer. Um, It's not that I bullshit anything to everybody, but if it's like one of those things where like, hey, this is my boss who Mm -hmm. knows this job much more than me. I'm not going to like bullshit my way around it. But yeah, um, yeah, it is one of those things where it is good to just be open and be like, Hey, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Right. You know? No. Yeah. Cause if you don't, you know, you're, you're doing, um, you're doing a disservice to yourself cause you're probably hurting yourself in the future. You don't know about. So true. anyway, um, I forgot what was, Oh, and then the Cicerone program that was also pretty unique about flicks. I, studied a couple times i think what got me was the pay raise one which wasn't a lot but i was like oh might as well make more and then they paid for the test if you passed it right so in my head i was like i guess i'll like try yeah i mean it's free education (laughs) yeah sort of sort of (laughs) if you pass you do you did get um two tries you did get two tries i still think you could do it i still think you know some stuff (laughs) i think i know here's my thing and i've been open about it to a few people um i think my strength in the brewery was rob is gonna totally disagree with this um but i learned after flicks (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. basically just like the hustle and hard work of it um i mean you've been in there you've been in there with me and it's a lot of people don't realize 98 percent of brewing is cleaning cleaning floors cleaning tanks because of everything that you are dealing with like you need a clean environment Mm -hmm. same with cooking right um i mean i cook every single day all the time i love doing it but if that's good if you're cooking in a dirty kitchen like your food's probably not going to turn out that great you know what i mean i see those oh my gosh have you seen those those tiktoks of like i think it's like hood meals or something and the dude (laughs) and it i'm not kidding is the funniest thing he is a joke but he's in the kitchen and it's just filthy he like opens the fridge door the door falls out oh god pulls he pulls the air fryer out and it just looks like it's never been washed he just throws a bunch of stuff in there and the sink is all falling apart Basically, what I'm getting at is a clean environment does wonders to your product, people. Yes. Yeah. I, I Please send me one of those TikToks. I, I will. Like, I, I watch like the cleaning ones. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever seen like that? Um, The guy who does the uh, what's it called? The power. Power washer. Power washing. Yes. Good job. <laughs> you know which ones I like? I love the uh, Kelsey will agree with this. Um, It's the the rug. 
like where they're cleaning like those rugs in the yes. room and they're just power washing. Oh, they're just... so dirty. Oh, they're, they're so, bad. so <laughs> disgusting. Just when you think it's clean, it's not. More and more gunk. Well, what I out. think what I think about is like when they're doing that and like they're scrubbing up all the dirt and there's water on there. I feel like even when they're scrubbing, my mind is viewing it as they're just scrubbing the dirt back into it. Like where there's dirty water all over the place and they're spraying and scrubbing. I feel like they're just. Well, but it's it's on an angle, right? And like stuff's like. Like rain falling down into a drain and then, you know, friction. You need the friction for all the dirt to come off. Because they always rinse it off after, like they squeegee it too. Yeah, and then they have like the the big power washer. You seem the... really concerned about these rugs not Man, it's being stuck properly it's... cleaned. <laughs> I'm uh, so just interested. I think they're the coolest thing. It's are you like, about to change your career? I don't know if I should do that. Like I just feel as if now <laughs> this took a weird turn. It's like a weird turn. So cleaning in the brewery. You are good is... at cleaning, though. You kept that. Um, you kept the brewery really clean. Well, I had to, especially like when you work like, and I've learned this after working with Rob, which I've talked him and I have had our talks. Like I, you know, I could have done a lot better. Um, but it was more so when I had someone like Rob who was, um, very, um, he is a very hard worker takes you know takes his work very serious which at times like when you talk to him it doesn't seem that way because he's a goofball but um it was more so he has like kind of that military background too so it was like Mm -hmm. hey clean this clean that we have an audit coming up i don't care go under the tank scrub you know what i mean get a toothbrush Mm -hmm. like get all that stuff um and it is one of those things like at the time you're like okay this is this is seems like overkill but then halfway through it you're like oh man we have a very clean place and what you don't think about at the time um is this cleaning produces awards from the beer from clean products so like all the hard work you're oh. doing like... <laughs> I thought you were about to say the cleaning awards <laughs> no although can you imagine dude i used to get so much crap from uh some of the bartenders they're like oh dude you're a great floor squeegee guy i'm like i know i do a good job those floors those floors are clean man they're pristine they're just jealous i know look at me um (laughs) this is a fun job so it sounds like we almost both had the same path in a way from interesting craft beer to brewing yeah i think so i think i think flicks that's kind of Flix and then like Chris Knott, Josh, um, and Rob. Like Rob was I was so scared when I first met him. I was so scared of him. He, he comes off as like so just what you said with the military background. Like I thought he was gonna like bite my head off if I said the wrong thing. But then he turned out to be, like you said, like a goofball and like super helpful, super into like answering questions but like if he was busy he'd let you know he had a lot of experience too for his age Mm -hmm. because it was weird so how how it started i was bartending and i helped out at uh brewery festivals that's actually where you and i met was at winterfest 
Um, that I was a- wasn't where we, but like where I was like, okay, we're friends now. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, no. that was the first time I met. That was the first time because I met. You knew my name. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I knew you. That's right. You were in your in the Darth Vader. Costume. I was in a Darth Vader costume. So it started off with um, because Flix was so awesome with movies and beer. I was asked by Chris to dress up in the Darth Vader costume. Mm-hmm. I was like, sure, that sounds great. Like attention's on me. I'll take that. Right. You're and the star. <laughs> I am the star. Jason's always the star. I am the star. And <laughs> um, I went and then I remember you said something. You were there. So I, I sent you a message. I'm like, hey, come by the booth. Um, I'm actually mm-hmm. in a Darth Vader costume, so you might see me if, like, if if you're curious. And that's when I met because I was a guest. I was not working any booths. I was just I was there with friends for fun. So I I made my way over there eventually. But I thought it was cool that you reached out. So that's where we met, or that's where I met Elliot. Sorry, but that's where we became friends. That's what it is, Elliot, who. Is my partner? Yes. <laughs> well, sorry, I haven't t- said that in the. I never. I didn't even say his name. I was just like, yeah, that that guy. I'll say it for everyone. Doctor Elliot. Um. <laughs> so not wrong. So that's where that's where we became friends, and then um, I ended up still showing interest uh, in brewing. I got a book. I started reading. I uh, I, I stopped it on a Saturday or something. I, I talked to Josh, and that's when he said, "Hey." I'm stepping away. I'm leaving. I was like, oh, dude, that's crazy. Because he was like a big yeah. reason like why I was interested. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chris hired someone else uh, because he was being promoted. That someone else did not last very long. They so then I came in. No. So that then I so came in. <laughs> I came in for um, kind of as like a fill in just to mm-hmm. help Chris until um, Rob. At this point, I had moved. Then I just want to. Yeah put that in there like i was yeah back, back i had moved back. away <laughs> anyways by the time you moved back i was in the brewery mm-hmm. yeah and that's so when then I, I think i came back for the third time came back for the third time and yeah. was it bartending and then into supervisor or was it come back for supervisor um so i think i was on the fence about moving because I, they knew at that point, like I wanted to, <clears throat> I wanted to work in the brewery and like things just weren't, this is before you were even like starting to like help out in there at all. And I don't know, I just wasn't being taken like super seriously for that. And then they found that one person who didn't last. And at that point I thought they were going to last. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm moving. I moved to Detroit. And then that's when, like, you started to hike up your boots and you got up there. Um, So when I came back, oh, my God, I sound like I'm going through puberty. When I came back, um, you can edit that out if you want. (laughs) It was just, it was honestly just um, a stepping stone initially, just to bartend, just to get some fast money and then the supervising thing I kind of felt like I was pushed into but I ended up really loving um so I, yeah um I remember that now uh and to be honest there's 
there was a possibility you probably were pushed into it. It could have been either they needed somebody or they needed bodies or or someone was being moved up or something like that. There um, were, yeah. Yeah. Multiple, multiple moving parts. But um, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. 100%. That happened. That happened to me too, where um, I didn't want, I wasn't interested, right? Like I said, and then I mm-hmm. just went to the bar and then went to the brewery. And I think they put in the office, they put a list of like, hey, who's interested in this position? And I was approached and asked why my name wasn't on there. And I said, Ooh. well, I was like, well, I mean, I. Who I asked you that? Would that you pers- say? That person doesn't work here anymore or doesn't work there anymore. Um, <laughs> Nobody does. Um, like two people yeah but i said i said you know uh, thank you but like i'm just not interested Mm -hmm. i feel like i've kind of you know established myself here and they said i i would agree you have established yourself in the brewery i was like thank you so i'm gonna go clean now (laughs) (laughs) clean the bar but all in all i mean flicks was great like Mm -hmm. it was huge for me it was my first um it was my second job out here, but it was like my first like main job. So it was kind of like mm-hmm. a family in a way, you know, it was. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people got along that I think in like a normal, oops, sorry, that's my phone in a normal setting of that many, like floating parts of like serving in the kitchen and box office and bar and runners and like, management i think for the most part there were a lot of people who were actual friends with each other um well i mean don't see that at every company no you don't and that was like one thing i um i've told a couple people where like at the wedding Mm. we had a great wedding congrats again hey thank you (laughs) wow um you can talk about that though i had we had um it was called the shot list for uh the photographer right so mm-hmm. you're like hey we want to get this group that group so then one of the groups was the flicks group and yeah dude i mean like there was 15 people that i had at my wedding from flicks like mm-hmm. it was, flicks was awesome that's substantial yeah and they've all been like those people that you talk to obviously outside of work i mean they were at my wedding but it's like those people that you would like talk to and hang out and like mm-hmm and whatnot and i mean my time at flicks like i had a a couple like serious life moments and like there were people at flicks there who i felt comfortable talking to you know what i mean so there's that they were it was a great place to work part of it's like the service industry too where you're like dude we're i'm spending my entire weekend with you we're not leaving until like 2 30 3 o'clock in the morning and then coming oh back for star wars for doubles it's like did i see you more Don't than anyone that. you're spending <laughs> oh, man. you're spending holidays together you guys are you know it's like mm-hmm. you're with these people for a long time yeah yeah it's important to like your job what uh what do you miss about it is it only one answer no there's multiple answers uh uh da, da, da. i don't know like a lot of stuff i think we already covered it with like just you know where everyone knows your name <laughs> i remember asking i think we asked that question when we were all together one time and elliot said i miss the free food yeah <laughs> i mean dude, that didn't hurt dude it did not hurt because we will go see a movie now and um I'm not saying Flix is overpriced or anything like that, but 
it, it's one of the things where you go from, it was a very good perk job. We were treated well. Um, we were, but yeah. we were spoiled at times, you know, like we, we get free movies for the most mm-hmm. part, free beer, free food. You know, it was, we were treated very well. And then like you go now uh, and we're kind of strategic. Like when Kelsey and I go, we'll go Wednesdays because it's 525 mm-hmm. all day, which is an incredible, incredible deal. Walk um, up Wednesday. Walk up Wednesday. And then uh, Sunday a.m. Sunday matinee is pretty cheap, too. Mm. Um, that's like cheap tickets. But otherwise, like we'll go and split like an appetizer or something like that because it does get pretty pricey. Oh, my gosh. You know? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I still haven't like gone back and like just completely paid for everything yet i'm too scared i mean i don't live there right yeah but um it's it's super pricey so but then again like the experience is is awesome for the most part did i miss the um midnight showings that's a good okay i see what you're saying now um yes i mean yeah again that was one of the perks and then getting to learn how to turn those on. Um, I think there's a part of me that actually really liked training people in terms of like the management part. I didn't think I would like giving like a pep talk Mm -hmm. before like really busy times or, you know, if there was like a rush, like helping out. Um, And then like the beer classes, those are always those, those were, were super fun. fun. Those were fun. Um, so like just the education aspect. Uh because people like who worked there, most of them were gen- genuinely curious about like what goes in this food, like what do we need to know about this beer? Like, why is this movie rated R? Like, no one asked that. <laughs> okay, <but>. okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they wanted to know their stuff too. So, working with people who you could tell wanted to be there and still wanted to have fun while working and doing a good job, which I'm just saying, like, most not everybody, but most people, it was just a lot of positive attitudes. Yeah. And those are the people that like ended up staying for like multiple years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there was before it closed, uh, it's back open now, everyone. But before mm-hmm. it closed, um, there was almost half the staff was was there since it opened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it was like servers, bartenders. And then I came a little bit right after that. I, came, I started like a year after they opened. But still, it's like if you stayed longer than like two years, you were pretty much in the quote unquote cool kid table. You know you what I mean? Like you were, you were an OG. Yep. And those you were, were a trainer people. at that point. Just like, no, just kidding. Yeah, if you if you were still a food runner after two years and you were a trainer, it's like hey, no, man. hey, food runners are so important because they, when you don't have food runners, they are everything falls apart. Yeah, they really are. I mean, but I yeah. remember I remember getting pulled back from the bar, and I would just go back to like I would hear on the radio, "Hey, we need help." I'd go back. And the window was just double stacked with food. And I, all mm-hmm. I did was I looked at whoever was on Expo. It was Kurt sometimes. I was like, Kurt, what do you need? Like, like I don't know if they were I short. Yeah. I don't know if they were short on food runners or what. But I'm like, bro, this is exhausting. I'm going to go back to the bar and have a couple samples of triple. 
Oh, I miss the triple. I do. Beer. I do miss that. Quality beers. Always make quality beers. A lot of like, were you, I don't know if you were there. I think it was my first summer. Chris and Josh would do a couple like cask ale. That was beer. right when I started. Yeah. Okay. So then it was my second summer. But those, <laughs> the second stint. Those were so much fun. Well, it was cool. Had, it was super cool because like, I was in box it? office and they did. Well, I think they did some before. So it might have been your first summer. <laughs> it was because one of those people times. well, peep when when they announced they did one for Suicide Squad. That's when I started. Mm. And um, I was at the box office and I, I, I distinctively remember certain servers that it could like I remember like Lee some of the bartenders like EB or like or Bob or like some of the people that oh my god EB stayed there for <laughs> stayed there for a long time and I just remember them all coming out and just watching like Chris was announcing a beer I'm like this is mm-hmm. so cool like the appreciation all around the people who are interested and mm-hmm. he's just happy to like say hey we made this beer like it has this it has that mm-hmm. try it let me know like whatever because that's one thing too about brewing and i told a lot of people this dude it's trial and error like mm-hmm. i'm gonna make this if it sucks all right i'm not gonna do it again or I, I i could see why this didn't work out you know yeah yeah but um for our listeners for our listeners um with cascales especially like they are for those who don't know they are super super limited time beers um, that are, for the most part, um, made in like this old, it doesn't have to be old, but like this little like barrel looking thing. And then like once you tap it, you got to go through it. Like unless you're, you know, you're in Europe and they have like a certain system because there are like cask only bars um, out there for America for the most part. Like, yeah, if you like tap that, you have to drink it until it's gone so those would only last depending on how popular they were because there'd always be so many people who would come maybe two hours hour Um, and a half well i mean they're typically like the size of they're not that big no and the average one so like here's i've seen some that are like 67 ounces so like you know Mm -hmm. less than a gallon right yeah but those are super small more I'd than say a like, gallon. It's three ounces more than a gallon. It's a gallon, 64 ounces. Get your milk jug. <laughs> Go check the bottom. <laughs> you can edit that out if you want. Uh, what's your beer? 3%? Okay. We should say it's 30. Um, so yeah, they're super small. Um <laughs> yeah, for the for the most part. But yeah, if it's one of those things that you can't really seal back up yeah no you can't save it like just think think of a gallon size beer think of a growler basically but you can't put the cap back on don't do that anyway yeah don't do growlers or just if you open a growler like drink it growlers are great they're like great to bring or or for yourself or like if you have people over because it's like you can just get get rid of it right away exactly get it it that day and then drink it that day or that night or whatever. That was one thing I learned too. Um, since I started working at Flix and probably the same for you, I drank so much beer. So I learned 
I mean, you, you learn about like qualities of beer, mm-hmm. um, beers going bad or growlers, especially like I remember I get one. I thought it was so cool. I would go to Sun King every Friday. It was like six dollar fills. Yeah. Um. So I would I knew exactly what it would get. I would get a growler of Osiris, growler of Weemac, boom, and I'm good. And then like I would have some, close it, and the next day I was like, "There's no carbonation to this. There's no like the flavor." It's like gone. a it's like a soda when you open a soda. Yeah. You don't you don't drink that the next day. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, but you learn. Uh, that's something actually we don't do at the seventh tap we do not fill growlers um we do have a crowling a crowling a crowler machine yep and then one of our taps is actually hooked up to a co2 um keg so we can fill up the crowler with co2 fill up with beer real quick and then seal it on the canner um, and those last so much longer, <laughs> of course, depending on what kind of beer, right? Um, IPA, IPAs also, not also, always go the fastest. What's really funny is uh, when I worked at Taxman, we had a, um, a QA room. So basically every day when we are canning or packaging, we would take one case um, or half a case, whatever. Mm. Put it in just a room temperature room, and we would mark, hey, this, you know, this is March section. Here's the date. Um, and when I started there, I would go back into that room, and there was a couple like cans that exploded and just leaked everywhere, and it started to get really bad. So some, I mean, some were like kettle sours, some were mm-hmm. tax taxman's huge for um, Belgian beer, so a lot of it's like. Your triples, your deductions, your quads. There's a lot more like sweet. They only that, do right? Belgian beers, right? Yes, they do. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Is that the cherries? No, this is not the cherries. Oh, it's not? Oh, no. Just this is red. exemption, actually. So let me just. Oh, that's IPA. Oh, for two. Um, exemption is their Belgian triple. Um, but I don't live there anymore. <laughs> okay. It's only one medals. Um, but. In the QA room, like some of the beers would explode and we it's like it's we started getting more of like a a typical cleaning routine. But Mm -hmm. the one big time we cleaned it out, man, cases because they're cardboard. Right. So when the beers explode, they just sit and soap. it up. It was bad. So we were like, all right, we have to we have to throw all these out. So just to be clear, we were never giving these beers out to people. Right. Right. Like if anything exploded, it's just a testing. Yep. And um. It happens. Yep. And I remember a lot of the beers, like we we were able to take some home, but they were like, I only took home the like the barrel aging beers. Yeah. That was a huge they thing. Last they they longer. they last longer. I mean, and most of the time they're like darker beers, but it's like I remember just grabbing all different types because Taxman also is huge with at the time their barrel aging program was like everything, right? But then there were IPAs there and stuff. And they're like, mm-hmm. don't touch those. Because that's where I, that's that was partially where I learned. I was like, oh, makes total sense because IPAs are great in their own realm. But I think it's one of those things where like an IPA, you're thinking of a good aroma, a good bitterness, a good taste. All those all those things 
are like some of the first things to go. And that depends if it's temperature, carbonation, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I learned about beers going bad and how horrible they taste when they do go bad. So you never learned that at Flix because we never had a beer go bad. No, we we were too busy winning medals. Um, <laughs> I was too busy winning. No, well, we also didn't we didn't can there. So we did no we but we would do the crowlers. We did crowlers go and we, we did, did growlers. Yeah. We did crowlers but and growlers later on, but um, we never. There was two. There was two distinct times where um, uh, there was an issue in the brewery, and I think it was. Uh, it could have been like a bad yeast situation or something like that. I think that. it was. And, yep. And the beer we did, it just wasn't, it just wasn't kicking off. It wasn't fermenting. And um, that that's where you have um, people like Rob or, or, or some of like the more professionals, um, you know, network connect with the people that they've worked with before who have like yeast labs and, and testing mm -hmm. and stuff. And they're like, Hey, tests, what do we have? All right. We have to dump this out. We have to take the whole tank apart, all the gaskets, everything, and just boil it. Because those are, I remember I mean, those that. Are the that things... was with the the Luna, right? Yeah. Okay. It or was is that with... a different time. No, it was with a. Um, it was in a tank that we thought we cleaned, and mm. we put a Luna in there. We thought it was good, and then we transferred it, and we're like, "Oh, I think this tastes fine." But then a little bit later, we're like, "Hey, something's wrong here." We did some testing. And it was just like, look, this isn't working. We we have to just dump everything. And we boiled. We we um we had uh the brew house started up, got the boiler going, and then we just transferred the hottest water we could into that tank mm -hmm. and just ran cycles to just kill and clean anything that was in there. Um, yeah, yeah. If beer goes bad, it's a problem, especially in like the fermenting process. I mean, that's where it's really bad, you know. Yeah, before it's even beer. That's where it gets tricky. Um, so what's it like living in Louisiana? It's really hot. Yeah. Did you go to Mardi Gras? Uh, so everyone, I mean, there's not just Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Like, that's like the big one, right? But like, it's everywhere here. And it's not just like one day or one weekend. It's, it feels like it's a month long. Honestly, like there's like balls that people put on. There's different types of parties to announce like the crews mm -hmm. that go down uh, that each have their own like float. Um, the seventh tap. Uh, this is our second year that we've been in a parade um, throughout Shreveport. It's super fun. Okay. <laughs> it's um, you honestly feel like when you're. So I've technically never been in the crowd. No, that's not true. I have been in the crowd. It's crazy. Okay. There are um, Mardi Gras parades that are definitely not child friendly. And then there are ones that are like super family focused. So it's kind of fun to go to both. See which one you like more. Because it, it depends on like the throws. Okay. Is it posted? Get. Like, is it pretty apparent? Like, hey, this is probably is probably an adult crowd right you see a couple things that like mm, yeah. yeah and like people okay. people know because really only the, the people who don't know about mardi gras aren't going to the mardi gras in shreveport or mardi gras in alexandria they're going to new orleans 
for mm-hmm. Mardi Gras. And, you know, what they see in, like, Hollywood and the movies and stuff, they're expecting it to be pretty R-rated, probably, or at least PG-13. Go to more than one parade. Don't just go to, like, don't just go to New Orleans and go to Bourbon Street. Don't do that. I saw a couple clips of Mardi Gras, and one of them was uh, my favorite fighter, Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Yep. He's very loved here. Oh, he's a champ. He's a champ, mm-hmm. baby. People yep. are people are very loyal to people who are like from Louisiana and they like yep. have made it big <clears throat> somewhere else. Yep. Um so him, him and Theo Vaughn are, are my boys, right? Oh, that's right. He's from here too. <laughs> yep, yep. Theo's from Covington, Louisiana. And then mm-hmm. um I don't know. No, sorry. Uh, Theo's from Covington and then Dustin's from Lafayette. Oh, okay. Yep. Where's Lafayette compared to where you're at? Uh, it's super. It's um. So I'm in Northwest Louisiana. Lafayette's like Lafayette. No, they say. Why do they say it? Lafayette. Elliot will say it. No, they don't say it like we say it in Indiana. Um, because in Indiana we see we say like we say Lafayette, right? Yeah, it's kind of like the same for people in like Louisville. They say Lafayette. 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 I think that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they say it. Um, that's like southwest Louisiana, closer to like the Gulf. Okay. And Texas. But I'm also close to Texas. Closer to Dallas than New Orleans. <laughs> they um, updated their airport. It is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to fly into New Orleans. How much longer are you guys staying down visit? there? uh he graduates at the end of june so that's when we'll be leaving and then we're gonna come back for indy for a little bit and drive on out to richmond virginia that's not bad virginia's nice yeah actually uh we visited Mm -hmm. um a couple months ago to find a place to live and the city is pretty cool yeah uh everything like we find out about it we're like okay yeah we can live with that Uh, for example there's no costco here there's costco in richmond that's that's a deal breaker sometimes you know what i'm saying (laughs) like so we ended up getting a chest freezer my uh my mom bought us a chest freezer for Mm -hmm. um our engagement and i was like yo we're going to costco like right now and um same thing like when we went to um, we booked our honeymoon through Costco. What? So you booked. So d- there's certain locations, right? So we booked through Costco. You can Costco, do Costco, that? give me a gift card for this. What? Um, they booked. They booked. Um, you could book through Costco, and we received like a gift card back. Uh, it d- really depends on I think like how expensive the honeymoon is. Yeah, then it yeah. Goes, then it depends. Then you get like how... cash back or whatever. Well, it depends. Yeah. So we because we went to um, Escadet. Sorry, pl- one more time. Escadet. Where's that? It's in Playa del Carmen. It's in Mexico. Oh, it's in Mexico. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Let's let's not try to challenge me on that one, okay? Because I went there. Um, <laughs> I lived there for five days. Anyways, <laughs> you're so, an expat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we booked through Costco, um, and I think because, uh, like I said, it's one of those things where if it's a more expensive honeymoon you probably get a more expensive gift card back so we got a gift card back 
hit up Costco, loaded up the chest freezer again. It's a, it's, I love Costco. Got some meats. Yeah. Their meat section is awesome too. Oh yeah. And toilet paper. So much toilet paper. Well, we have, um, we have a bidet. So like toilet paper is like cool and everything, but like, you know. Uh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's good to have both. I think it's good to have both. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, Richmond's nice because you're not too far from the coast. Yeah. Um, tops an hour and a half. Tops. Does it have its own airport? Yeah. I feel like we should go and visit you. there's some mountains. Because we are... Outdoors people? Uh, Well, you know, we could change. <laughs> <laughs> we could... <laughs> maybe all of a sudden... You know, we've never lived by the mountains. The Smoky Mountains, let me clarify. Uh, we're only two hours north of Raleigh. And then two hours south of D.C., hour and a half from the coast and then there's like i don't i'm not gonna go to west virginia we do have to drive through west virginia (laughs) the thing with west virginia is i mean it's it's beautiful with like the mountains and 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 Mm -hmm. the hills and stuff but i remember um we had a tech who was installing wheelchair ramps out there because i well that's what i so when i moved to indianapolis that, that was the first job i did so um, we had a tech who had to do some installs out in West Virginia. And he's like, on a map, if you look at like this city to that one, it's like this close. But you have like two hours of like windy roads and mountains yeah. and stuff. And There's no straight shots. It is. If you get a flat tire, you better get have some cell phone service or something. Because yeah. there's yeah. some weird people there. There's some weird people here too. There's some weird people everywhere. I think. Yeah. I think we can we can establish that. But yeah, I think I think West Virginia would be a place I I'd love to see. Like I want to see the whole country, right? Like I've traveled a lot when I was younger. If anyone is from West Virginia who's listening, please educate us. Um. Well, I mean, I know. Might Do you know anyone like, from West Virginia? So I pulled up my stats, and I don't have any West Virginia listeners. I have some from Alabama, uh, okay, um, Missouri. I have some in Germany, Germany, and then, yeah, I have some in Germany, Canada, Germany, Canada, and Japan. Japan, yeah. You have some Japanese listeners, some mm-hmm. Nihonjin. Um. Yep. Yep. I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh but no no listeners uh no listeners from west virginia so that's fine we'll get there right we're i've only been i mean i started this um my first episode was a month ago yeah and you've been really like on it like every week yeah i try i mean my consistency is you know uh i publish every tuesday and then after you i have four other recordings already booked dang yep. someone's busy you know yep. what i have to say though that um elliot will bring this up but uh today he just realized the name of your podcast that's okay <laughs> and and why it's called that 
Oh, because of my last name. Because of your last name. Yeah. yeah. So please give him some. Uh, I'll give him a sticker. Yeah. Give him a give him a cookie. You're like, oh, good job. Dude, bro, Kelsey makes these incredible. They're like Oreo pudding cookies. Okay. Um, so she, can she make them when we come back yeah, to Indy? 100%. The thing is, is if, if Rob or Andrea hear this, mm. they're going to be out for blood because... We make them cookie. We make them these cookies all the time, and they crush them. Oh, well, no. First off, not just them, everyone. They're really, really good cookies. Um, but yeah, the we'll secret make some is for the them. pudding. Yeah, we come like July first. We'll definitely be in Indy. Okay, I mean, I'll be. Uh, we'll be here. We go yeah. to Colorado in July to. Um, her family has a cabin out there that we're gonna fix up in the oh, mountains that's and fun. stuff. So where yeah. in Colorado? Um. Denver? No. Colorado Springs? No, it's outside of Denver. Um it's okay. yeah. But but so so yeah, we'll be in Somewhere Colorado. In Colorado. <laughs> we'll it's a be big in Colorado state. And um we'll see though. Yeah, we'll get together in July. Okay. Perfect. Sure How long are you here are gonna be here for? Uh so we compromised on where we um chose to live and we're moving into this apartment complex but it's kind of like where we both used to live the 116 oh yeah they, i forgot i forgot that you lived in that apartment complex it was not after, at the same time yeah different me. times yep. yep um by the way those apartments are crazy expensive now like oh you mean rent... they weren't expensive before yeah but at least they were like like a two bedroom two bath i think pre-pandemic it was Twelve fifty oh, for wow, two people, thirteen hundred, yeah. and they like shot up to like two grand. And those apartments, they're nice, not worth two grand, not I at know. all. I mean, that's like, like woo! part of it is part of it is you are paying for the comfort and the secure. Like you're in Carmel, like it's not a very yeah, but it's not like they did anything. They put Different. in roundabouts. There's roundabouts everywhere. They, That's a there great were deal. There already roundabouts. Like okay. <laughs> okay, but anyway, anyway, my point. What was my point? Um. Oh, so a phase two. They're doing a phase two at these apartments we chose because they were like, "Hey, we have like our phase one ready for you when you move in, but if you wanted to wait like two weeks." you could move into our brand new phase two for the same price. So <laughs> we chose that option. Good option. Um, but we have to like do an Airbnb for 10 days. So that's why that's part of why we're stopping in Indy because it'll be cheaper to stay at my parents' house for a little bit. And then instead of like Airbnb for, I don't know, 20 days. Um, speaking of your parents, how's your mom doing with the with the dogs? She's doing great. Yeah, Moses and Roxy. How big are they now? Oh man, uh, Moses is a freak. Like what, his head. What, uh, what kind of dogs are they again? So Moses is. I have a picture too. Moses is an XXL American bully, and Roxy is just an XL American bully. Look at this face. Pretty adorable. That is a big dog. How? What's their weight? Uh, he is. He's not a year yet. He will be soon. 
he'll be a year in July. So you do the math. <laughs> but he is almost, I think he's almost 140. And um, Roxy is smaller, of course, but she's she's super cute too. And I think she's getting up there. She's like past 60 pounds and she's six months younger than him. How much do they eat? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> My mom, <laughs> bless her heart, as they say in the South, she bought an entire steer. Dude, see if for she can hook me up. Hook me up with a quarter of that. <laughs> like, give me a quarter cow for my freezer. I'll she be. She has for... one of those restaurant style, like deep freezers that's just like boom, 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 door, door, door. And oh like, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As somebody who, just like yourself, is also a certified serve safe, I'm aware yes. of what that freezer is. <laughs> certified serve safe manager. Hey. <laughs> Doesn't expire till 2025. So, yeah, those freezers are no joke. They're no joke. So, she, yeah, she has uh, most of that cow steer in there. <laughs> They're, cra- I mean, they also eat like regular dog food too, but she's trying to be more organic, I guess, with them. That's not a bad thing. I mean, it, it's it's similar to like human food in a way. Like, like our dogs eat. Um, all of ours actually grew up on like taste of the wild, mm-hmm. which is, you know, more on the healthier side, the whole yeah. grain free, more vegetables and, and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, and then when we went to Costco, um, their brand is uh, we checked out the ingredients. It's, it's basically the exact same. Is as, it? Yeah. Costco brand like Kirkland's got some awesome brands like their oh, alcohol, yeah. their um, their meats like we talked about earlier, their mm-hmm. dog food. A lot of like their name brand stuff is is pretty damn good quality. That's so good. I cannot yeah. wait. It's gonna be so many. Ugh. It's gonna. It's definitely gonna be. There's gonna be more to do. Um, Shreveport is just. It's it. It really is like a place where almost everyone knows everyone else. It's not like super tiny, but especially in like the brewery and even bar scene, um, or like the service industry, I should say. Like you kind of know. You kind of know who people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the one thing I was saying earlier, when people find out I'm from Indiana and they know beer, they go zombie dust. Oh, man. It's so crazy now because like we serve it on tap at the at the place I bartend at. And so ses- um, accessible now. It's so accessible. Like it's so different. I've told this story a few times. I don't know if you've heard this, but um, when I moved out here. Um, from the great state of Minnesota. Soda. I was at the liquor store. Um, I was like, I'm just gonna like grab, I don't know, something. Like I all I would do is like I'd wake up, go to work, and then head back to my place and just play like video games or watch like mm. Netflix. So I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna eat and then just like drink, I guess. I don't know. It sounds sad, but it was it was so peaceful. No, you're um, trying to establish a life. Yeah, yeah, quite the <laughs> life. Um, so anyways, I had to be an adult. I remember I went to the liquor store and I, um, the, the guy saw my ID. There, there were two clerks. Um, they saw my ID. One of them like walked in the back. I was ringing things up. Did you think Um, it was fake? No, I did get, I did get asked. I I was told it was fake once. And I was like, first off, 
it's not but also how do we prove like what happens so like what happens now (laughs) you know what i mean there's not there's not a lot of options yeah like okay anyways so i yeah um (laughs) guy goes in the back guy goes in the back he comes back and he like has he has something in his hand and he like brings it out from the desk like it's this holy grail oh yeah i was like dude there were angels that's how it was back then the clouds dude the the clouds opened up it was incredible so then he's like hey drink this beer um it's called zombie dust i'm like all right okay and he's like make sure it's really really cold i'm like cool Mm. so i go home put it in the freezer for a little bit change eat something and then i have it and it was i mean it was it's it's a okay to be clear it's a good beer like Mm -hmm. it's, it's a good like pale ale whatever um but it was one of the things at the time where it was like so much suspense that it would come out it was hard to find it was it was almost like when your favorite it's band so that day yeah like when your favorite band mm-hmm. announces he's dropping an album or, or the, mm-hmm. sorry when they announce they're dropping an album and you're just waiting for it waiting for it it comes out boom now it's gone and you don't see it anymore so it would sell out right away. And then it wasn't until like three years ago. Actually, no, way before 2020, probably like 2018. I would find it all over the place. I would find it at Kroger. I would Are you find sure? It Pre-pandemic? Pre-pandemic. I feel like it happened like at the pandemic. Like maybe like six months in. It might have been. Well, I remember specifically seeing it at um, this place. It was called Marketplace. Or no, it was called. Uh, Where is that? It was on Range Line. It was at the huge grocery store. It was like a health. The Marsh? Store. Not Marsh. Oh, you're talking about on like it was 116th? From, yeah. Yeah. Like, um it was like a what fresh time, called? but it was like world mark, not world mark. But it's it was... owned by it's owned by Giant Eagle. Yeah. Anyways, oh I God, remember called? Market District. Market District. I'll bet you two beers. <laughs> two holiday ales from New Belgium. It's for sure Market District. Because they had a they had a um a restaurant connected to it called the table which had pretty good brunch so it was a place called market district and <laughs> i did you just have that off the whole time um and awesome i just remember i went there and i saw zombie dust just sitting on the shelf I was like oh that's cool but i would go back i would go every week because it was take a big pizzas there was a special and their sushi was really good too so like i would go back and i would always see it there and then after a while I started seeing it on tap at places like Ale Emporium. Mm-hmm. I started seeing it at like Big Red. And this this was like right before 2020. So now, I mean, now it's everywhere. Like we have it on tap at our place. And it's crazy because a decent amount of the um, the guests at the garage are traveling out of town. Or it's like some of like the old timers from like northern, yeah. way up north Indiana. They're like, oh, I'll take a zombie dust. Like, they know. All right, man. Yeah. I'm like, hey, have you heard? I was like, hey, have you ever heard of Chili Water? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they're they're an, they're an incredible brewery, and I feel like you should probably give them a look. But you can have a zombie dust. That's fine. You know, it's like one of those things. Yeah. Um, they have a good pilsner. Chili Water has. I feel like people sleep on Chili Water, honestly. Yeah. Um, but they are one of those places where it's like, you know, they they definitely let their work do the talking. Like they are 
very awarded brewery awesome beers mm-hmm. um i i like their stuff their blood orange ipa blood on the tracks that is really good i remember when we had that on tap at flicks we did yeah that's right we did their pills are good like you said um their lagers are good like they're really good man like metazoa not just because of rob but like metazoa <laughs> is like one of my favorite breweries they're, they're there's very... this robert de metazoa it's just gone up and up that I is mean, so weird let's man. just be so honest <laughs> <laughs> oh man no i'm gonna miss it'll be fun to come back home for a little while but i will miss it down here like our um we got a new head brewer in January or like it was more like at the end of last December. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just brewed um one of our newer beers and it's it's a Pilsner style beer, but he put in this new type of hop. They're called Lorian hops, and it makes the beer so it drinks like a Pilsner, so it's super light, super crispy. But then the Lorian hops give off almost this like tropical vibe where it kind of smells like that aroma you get is almost of an IPA. Um, It's like you're drinking a session IPA, but you get that lightness because it's so hot down here. So everyone wants like a light beer. Yeah, I feel like you guys probably um, aren't selling too many like uh, maybe ambers, but like probably not selling too many. We have a couple stouts, stouts. that do really well. Really? But it's because people want that 12% beer sometimes. There's this, there's always a stout like group everywhere you go. Um, hold on. I'm just gonna look up what aromas that because this is a really new trademarked hop. So the this hop is from the same people that did the strata hop, mm-hmm. which you see in a lot of IPAs and double IPAs. Um, it's like tangy fresh fruit, the feeling of a summer meadow near a cold mountain stream, <laughs> low alpha and squeaky clean, or like low alpha acids, uh, magical, exhilarating, and festive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's from indie or whoever wrote this indie hop project indie oh yeah indie hops flavor project wow um okay can you do me a favor side note so the way you read that and described it it almost sold the beer you had like good energy by it so we're gonna do something real quick i want (laughs) you to read a description of um (laughs) you know i'm doing voiceover too right (laughs) perfect um so I want you to read the description of what you see here. This is my brother's favorite mm. soap brand. It's called Ducanon. Will you? Can you I have that soap in my. Can you just read? Right can you just read the description in your voiceover voice, mm. please, real quick. But my voice is cracky. Let's see. And action. The green one. Mm-hmm. Ducanon is a man's man. He doesn't care much for small dogs, apple teenies, or shows about singing and dancing. He's not the most interesting man in the world, but he once bowled a 260. He can fix damn near anything, and he knows his way around a grill. He drives an American truck. 
played a little ball back in the 80s and talks about the good old days when hockey players didn't wear helmets. Duke Cannon. That was incredible. I think that's a... <laughs> that was job. my worst ever. No, that was really good. That was good. That's a little side hustle I'm trying to get going. Just... Are you actually doing that? I am. Uh, one of the people I work with at um, the seven tap. He is so talented. He's, he has his own band. Um, and he plays the saxophone. He can sing. Um, and he went to school for like digital musical production. Mm-hmm. So, um, he's kind of been helping me like, cause I'm so bad with, and like, you probably know some of this because with podcasting, like how to edit stuff. And yeah. Like, I mean, especially, around... especially with this episode alone, um, I'm going to have a lot of <laughs> editing to do. Do you use audacity? Like, what do you use? I use audacity. Yep. Okay. So that's what I need to download, but I don't have enough room on my old ass computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been like helping me like organize all of that. And, um, he's got a better mic than I do. So I've been using his condenser mic. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to get, you know, everyone's got a side hustle trying to get this one going before I go to Virginia. Yeah. I mean like the thing for like this right now, I mean it, I I love doing it. I love talking to people. I love um, listening to people's stories or, or having other people listen to them too. Right. So um and I listen to podcasts all the time, whether it's Tom Segura's, whether it's Theo's. Great podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, this this is great. Like, I love doing it. I'm still I'm learning as I go. I mean, my episode that I posted today compared to when I did my first episode, like mm-hmm. I, you're learning a lot, especially about editing. And it's nothing towards the guests. Um, it's just experience, like the more you do. And I'm only gosh how many episodes in am i this would be you'd be episode nine so um yeah i mean it's 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 fun i really like it and there's there's a couple things in my amazon cart that um that i will be buying soon uh just to kind of like beef up a little Mm -hmm. here and there yeah um i'm still working on audacity there's a couple things i have to figure out when it comes to some of the editing um do you watch but like YouTube videos? Like, would you recommend that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I recommend YouTube for like anything. I mean, either this <laughs> for or beer too, actually. Cooking, yeah. Uh, home, home brewing. brewing. There's a lot of um, stuff on there. Cooking. Uh, I tell everyone at the boxing gym who like try to learn how to wrap their hands, like, hey, go on YouTube. Yeah. Just, like, just do it. That's that's where I learned. Everybody's everyone wraps theirs differently. Go on YouTube, look up a way, mm-hmm. something like that. YouTube is great. I had to cancel my title membership. I'm still going until the end of the month, but at least you have a title. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) There's one in Richmond too. Speaking of homebrewing, do you recognize this? Homebrewer's answer book. I do. (laughs) It's because it was yours. I thought so. (laughs) I just found it like when I was like going through my things because I was actually gonna when we were talking about flicks. I was going to say, oh, my gosh, I found this um, paper that I used to use for the beer classes. And it's like all the info on the core six and some of our seasonal beers. Mm-hmm. 
What were the seasonals at that at that point? <clears throat> um, so that was actually on another page. Okay, <laughs> this page well, page only you says the core six. Okay, how about this? Let's 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 do this. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> if you yeah. had a favorite beer style, what would it be? I used to have an answer for that question. All right, next question. I used to um, tell people it was the Berliner Weiss, but now I don't know. I like a lot of beer. Yeah. That's My really thing, hard. Yeah. I would say that is a difficult question. My least favorite beer is a barley wine. American that, or European? Both. Yeah. Like They're I just... just there are a lot. It will, it'll be the last thing I would ever reach for. I'll, I'd st still like taste one and drink one, but like. We had, um, we did one at Flicks. It was, yeah, uh, we did. Well, we've done, I think we did a couple, but the one I remember doing was, it was like 10 and a half percent or something mm -hmm. like that. And I think it was for Mary Poppins. That is such an odd movie to do a barley wine too it was uh, and i think we called it spoonful of barley <laughs> i don't remember what we called it because some barley they're not really that sweet oh no we called it mary hoppins oh my gosh hey the we had names. some awesome that was one no thing some of the was... names were good that was but like yeah you guys gotta thing... like make the names <laughs> well we Rob and I had that was the one thing I told him I was like hey I might not bring a lot to this table but I can help with creativity for the beer names he's like all right let's do it so we had some fun ones I mean he had some great ones yeah um I had a couple I had Rye Fiki was one that that I really liked I remember um, talking about that yeah the Lion King yeah uh but it had bananas in it right <sighs> no it was a Rogan beer so um it's a rye um, yeah but didn't it have this like kind of banana estery from like the oh, yeast yep. you guys use? Yep, that's right. Yes, it did. Did you use like a Hefeweizen yeast or something like that? I believe so. I mean, it was a while ago, so. It was a while ago. Um, But yeah, that, that was one. Rob had some good ones. Rob had Cuddly as a Cactus. And that was the Prickly <laughs> Pear. Um, yeah. Beer. There was, it was a fun, like that was another thing about Flix, man. It was such a fun job. Like. Mm -hmm. It it was great. Flix changed our lives. That is I can confidently say that. It sounds a little like hokey, but no, it really did. Um, I mean, I still I still work with people from Flix today. You know. Yes, you do. Actually, quite a few. I mean, like at at where where I'm working right now. So you know, you odd. have. I have. At least five, right? Four or five. I think six. Six. Oh my gosh. Should I work where you work? Isn't it? Can you work remote? Or no? In including myself, it's um it's six. Yeah, I need a new job. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, what are you gonna do when you're in Richmond? What's the uh beer scene? What's the brewery scene like out there? There's a lot more. Okay. There's over there's over 20 breweries just in like the greater Richmond area. Rich what? Rich, Rich what? I don't know. I don't know anything. Coach Carter, dog. Is that a movie? Wow. I lost 17 listeners right there. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, I'm it's kidding. It's an incredible movie. It was supposed to be a joke. Um, 
so let's continue. continue. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I've been talking to Rob. Rob has put some feelers out for me. Brewery. Brewery. Oh, oh my God. I hate that word so much. Brewing wise. But with the side hustle thing, I'm hoping that I can actually like do all of that from home. I feel like I'm at a crossroads kind of in my life. You know, like I could do, I could do anything. That's a good, that's a good feeling to have though. It's also terrifying. Well, it's terrifying because you don't know if you're making the right decision or if you are. Yeah. Like, should I know what decision I should be making? Um, Yeah. I just, I know I need to make more money. mm -hmm. So we have a vague, a vague goal. Okay. (laughs) If you can say. So we'll see. um, Maybe you'll have me on again and I'll update the listeners. Um, I'm never going to stop being in the beer scene, I think. Like, I'm always either going to, if I'm not, I don't know, brewing, I'll try to be judging or what else do you do? Drinking. I'll definitely always be drinking. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) stop. Cheers. Cheers. That's true. I mean, I, um, it was a little difficult for me to leave. You definitely came to that crossroads. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, it got to a point where I learned so much just being at Taxman. Mm-hmm. And I remember, man, I remember when, uh, when my tenure was completed at Flix, um, <laughs> in, it was like maybe one week I reached out to um uh Ryan because he was at like he was at Taxman Oh yeah, at that's the time. right. Yep. I reached out to him, said, Hey man, like I was like, guess guess what just happened? Like I don't I'm not working at Flix right now. Um, because you know, they closed in March of twenty twenty. Uh June second. June second is when I was notified that uh I wasn't uh like they weren't gonna open back up or whatever. Well, and, every yeah, um, everyone was, yeah, and laid off. I I told you know I called some of my close friends, and Ryan was like, "Hey, I I think there's an opening at Taxman." I was like, "Perfect," and I had an interview. I got laid off June second. I had it. I had an interview like June thirteenth or something. Like right away, I was like, "You this. like yeah, you moved fast. You moved yeah. fast, like probably more than." 95% of the American population did well, after they just, lost their jobs from COVID. Like, well, part of it too was because like we were already, I already wasn't working for mm-hmm. um, like from March to June. So it's like, there's three months where I'm just like, or two and a half maybe, but I'm just like, all right, I guess I could probably move. So um, reached out. Oh yeah. Your lease was ending, right? That was another factor, or was that my, later? My lease was ending a little bit after that. Oh, okay. Um, but it was also like in the brewery industry, like you are on your feet, like you are working. Yeah, You're, it's like a labor job, right? So that's Most just definitely. how I've been wired. That's just what I do. I mean, granted, now I work from home at a desk. I was gonna but, say, your hands well, on guy. No, but it's but... it's it's different though. So like, that's not um, your only job though. You, it's not my you only still job. Do hands on stuff. Yeah. And it was like, all right, I'll go to Taxman. And there it was so different because it was a production brewery. It's faster paced. And I just remember telling Rob, I remember telling him 
I, I applied to Taxman, and I remember telling him when I left Taxman, and it was difficult telling him when I left, but it was like I went to Taxman, and it was so much quicker pace. Like I was basically sweating almost every day because mm-hmm. they had a keg machine. You're filling kegs on top. You're helping on the production line. You're climbing ladders on 60-barrel tanks that are like – Good Lord, uh, like 40, 50 feet in the air. And you're That's up there scary. with like, yeah, you're up there with like, like a, a bucket. bucket in your hand <laughs> yeah, and a mallet to like get the, <laughs> get the hot port off and then sp- and then a spray bottle and everything. I'm like, dude, I could make one slip. And I don't know if people are going to be upset that I fall or that I drop the hops and this yeah. whole beer. It, it, so it's like, that's one thing in the industry too. You're like, hey, I could get hurt, but also, hey, you just ruined a batch. Like, mm-hmm. look. I get it. Okay, whatever. But but I was there, yeah, for like a year and then I was at that crossroads where all right, look, I'm I'm getting paid pretty like not very well, right? Part of it was because it was a pandemic, part was mm-hmm. my position, part was And you had to um, drive. And I had like, to drive. So far. I had to I had to weigh a couple of things out and I and I love the industry. Um because I always compared it to cooking, right? And I love cooking, so it was like, "Hey, I'm making something here right mm-hmm. so it was one of those crossroads where i'm like all right i think i just have to think like look i love what i do at work or i take a step back look and realize i can go to this job that and i'm probably not going to love it as much but i'm able to make enough be a little more comfortable mm-hmm. where i could still do my hobbies or do more or have more flexibility like more time off or um, working remote, I could work wherever there's Wi-Fi, basically. Yeah, you're um, not I in could, danger. I'm not in danger, you're... really. Um, like, sure, it's a little more soft, but like, also, I can go. <laughs> well, no, and... I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, that's no. actually a good thing. It's good. I can visit my family, like, basically whenever I want, which is huge yeah. for me. So, um, like, you're not Duke Cannon, okay, anymore. I can, I can be Duke, Duke <laughs> Cannon. I can be. Um <laughs> But no, here, like, there's been some things that have helped. Like, I have a Peloton bike here, so I could still work out. I have mm-hmm. a gym set up in the garage. I go to the boxing gym a couple times a week, maybe like three to five times a week. I have a treadmill for under the desk. The desk stands up, so I can still do some things moving. But yeah, it's it's so different, like, the transition of going from on your feet in your work boots all day, um, climbing ladders, like I said, transferring beer, cleaning, all this stuff, to... Hey, you're going to be at a desk. And like, I was so for the first like six months, I was pretty antsy. Like, I just, I just want to like get up or stand or like go do something. But you could too, right? Cause you had to start like working from home. Like it wasn't like you were going into an office every day. Right. So like you could get up. Right. And then like, also you knew people going into that new job. Do you think that helped? with the transition definitely yeah i think um it helped that i knew at the time i knew um uh three people two of them were from flicks but it was like after i started there you know i had people reach out say hey what are your thoughts on this like kimberly reached out to me uh tony Mm -hmm. reached out to me you know what i mean um tristan and i talked a couple times so it was like it was kind of cool to see that group again but also the person hiring them worked with them before at Flix. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like you have that trust level. So like, Hey, we can, we can hire the good people, the people who worked hard at Flix. 
And now it's like, hey, we're kind of lost. Perfect. Like, I don't want to say it was like handed to us. Like you, you still work to get the job. Like, hey, I know someone who works here. Or like you hear the saying, oh, you only got that job because you know so-and-so. No, I busted my ass in the interview and my resume. And that's why I'm here. And like, that's, you know, that's just that. But yeah, the toughest thing for sure was like the transition of like being on my feet to now being, Mm -hmm. you know, not on my feet as much. (laughs) The physicality. Physicality. Yeah. Plus I knew like, I was trying to think end game wise, like, look, this from talking with other people. I talked to people at Taxman. I talked to Rob. I talked to mm-hmm. like I, I would talk to you. People really, you spent some time like thinking about it. You this wasn't like just like a rash decision because some people do that. Yeah. They just like one day they're like, uh, I need to change. Uh, and then like they just hop into something else immediately where you were kind of like, mm, you know, weighing the pros and cons. So I think for you, just seeing like where you are now, like. Uh, you made the right decision. Yeah. Well, it helps long term. I was really trying to think long term. Mm-hmm. Like so I, responsible. Duke Cannon. I'm like Duke Cannon. <laughs> it's just I was just thinking long term. Honestly, I mean, you know, if 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 I were to stay in that brewery industry at the time, I didn't see where my next position was going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, I have to prep for potentially getting married at the time. Like I have to save money for that. Yeah. I have to think about a family. You know. Cause this was all before I was engaged. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, I just really had to think about look long-term also I've seen other people at brewery festivals who are older and it's like, dude, their back is gone by the time they're, <laughs> they're in that wheelchair. You know. Like, Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> dude, I don't, I don't know yeah. if I want to do that, you know, but it's difficult. Like when you have those crossroads and you have to try to think, like the one thing that my dad always told me when I would make these different decisions is like, dude, honestly, like you're going to make the decision. You're going to land on your feet. I don't know if it's because you think too much or if it's just because of like the faith that you have, but like mm. always realize the fallback too. Or it's like, dude, you can go back to your family, think of something and like regroup. Right. Right. You know? You're not so. like stuck in that new decision. Right. That's a really good thing to be told. Yeah, dog. Okay. I don't know why this made like you talking about the especially like the the physicality made me think of this, but the in have you been do you play video games? Yeah. Do you um what games do you play right now? Dude, I've been crushing it in um FIFA twenty two because it's it's on Game uh, Pass. But okay. then also I'll play like Goldeneye, I'll play UFC, I'll play uh um, So you're in like the sports games. More so, I do like some of the first-person shooters, like Sniper Elite and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm just like pissed off at somebody, then I just like go play like a war movie, right? Is that is that the thing to do? I think so. <laughs> Definitely better gaming-wise than <laughs> real life. Jeez. No, no. We don't have to talk about that. Um, no, I just I wanted to like humble brag a little bit, um, because. It consumed my life for the last uh, month or so. Um, so I bought Elliot a PS5 last year for his birthday and like our 10 year anniversary, whatever. Heck yeah, dog. Fast forward to Valentine's Day and I bought him the new like Hogwarts Legacy game. Oh my gosh, Eli 
and Tony love that game. Eli talks about it. Um, <sighs> I think I'm sold. I should get it. Sorry. Oh, Onward. yes. I mean, I completely agree. I just beat it uh, last week. <laughs> um, Go Gryffindor. But I'm going to actually replay it because here's the thing, like, depending on what house you go in, it's a little bit different in terms of like side quests or like what you get to see in the open world. Um, So I've heard that the only house that gets to go to Azkaban is Hufflepuff. Why? Because no one wants to be Hufflepuff. No one wants to be Hufflepuff. (laughs) So that's why they put it in that. So I'm going to replay the game as a Hufflepuff. But not until, you know, I'm more responsible because I did just spend like 110 hours on this game. So just I will say that if you are going to buy this game and you have an addictive personality, I you, do. Need to make, you need to make sure someone is like checking you on it because there were some there were some sleepless nights for sure. See, the thing is uh, for me, so like, I have this tough time. Um, I don't know if it's like I'll feel guilty, but if I'm playing a video game and it's daytime and it's sunny mm. and nice out, I cannot get into the game. Oh, no. You know no, what I mean? It's a nighttime thing for sure. It's a nighttime thing. But with summer coming up and and whatnot, it's hard for me to like think about at night. So but are also, you saying like gaming is like a, a winter thing? <laughs> It's yeah. Like so, well, think about when, when, okay, when did the best video games come out? They come out in the fall and the winter. When did Hogwarts yeah. come out? It came out in what? In February. Yeah. So and it was like super gloomy. Circle gets the square. So, yes, I am right. You but can also, play it on a day it's storming in the summer. But then my internet might go out. But most of these, especially like the newer consoles, they just autosave. Am I so thinking you, too much? Fine. Am I thinking too much into this? No, I think it's something that you know needs to be considered. Okay, it's a good because like playing video games during the day, it's like you could be outside, you yeah. could be doing something. Like you, you and Kelsey are so like into like DIY home improvement, like, and you guys get stuff done, and it looks really good. So of course you're not going to do that, like in the winter so to clarify kelsey gets a lot of stuff done oh um, she's the mastermind she gets a lot Got a, of, yeah she gets a lot of stuff done a lot of it's um definitely with um like outside gardening stuff i mean i have my garden beds my two mm. little cute little garden beds on, on the outside of my fence where are you going goes, right now tomatoes nothing right now um i'm probably oh. gonna go to to get some stuff this weekend but those are my two little my two little babies but then the the problem is like our backyard we Mm. don't get a lot of sunlight so it's hard for me to do like a little garden area or something like that um but is it because of the trees that's tip so trees typically are a reason you don't get a lot of sunlight yeah um but she does a lot of like the the um the mulch around the front front of the house and and Mm -hmm. the the plants and stuff so but diy that's kind of you know she will find the idea 
of what to do and then like I'll assist her or or we'll do it together basically if that makes sense. You are the assistant. You in are that, the brute. You in, are it depends. It does depend on what it is. Like when we were getting um uh like if it comes to like power tools, it's mm. more so my thing like if we're like when we were putting rafters up in the garage to hang the boxing bag and and, and mm-hmm. the double like get getting stuff set up out there or um or or the workshop bench whatever um that was more so my thing and uh yeah we balance out pretty well basically that's good it sounds like i mean not every couple is like that that's for sure balance wise but yeah by the game sure (laughs) (laughs) okay maybe i will okay give me if you were to create a six-pack like remember the kroger create your own six-pack Oh, geez. Let's do it. We're going to end with this. Let's hear your six pack. Well, some of the beers you might not know. Don't care. Don't care. Okay. So obviously they'd all be six different styles. I'm not doing a repeat of any style. Um, For some reason, I really, really like. Oh, you know what? Okay. First one I'm putting in. I just had this beer last night. It's the what is it? <laughs> I can look it up. Is it quaff or quaff? Quaff, quaff on. Yep. Quaff on. They're strawberry blonde. Um, it's a really good beer to give someone who is just getting into beer. Like you kind of want to start with like sweeter beers, fruit beers. To me, it tastes like strawberry jam with the okay. blonde ale. Um, so I'll, I'll have that. And then the Kentucky bourbon barrel. That Have you heard of that um, brewery? So they make a cream ale that they've aged in coffee barrels. Okay. It is delicious. It smells like a Parisian coffee croissant in a beer. Wow. It's a, it's a cream ale. So it's not like a dark beer, but you're Mm -hmm. still getting that like beautiful coffee bread taste. Um, so I got my fruit beer, my cream ale. Um, I gotta put a seven tap beer in there. I would probably put in our, so we make a double IPA. It's all citra hopped. Um, it's called our citra static. And we did a double dry hop version. Um, but I'd actually put in the original version. So the seven taps, double IPA, citra static. Um, so there's my IPA. Is that four? I think that's three. This, why right. are you giving Kennedy you doing a four pack? Should we just do a four pack? Let's do a four pack. That's better. Um, and then there's a lot of stouts I really like. Um, there, so you know KBS. Yep. Uh, Founders. Michigan. Yeah, they yep. do a lot of different types of stouts seasonally. Um, they have done one, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before that, 
but it was a stout that they used cherries in. And was it, was it like a variation so of their breakfast good. stout? I think yeah, it was okay. one of those like yeah, I have it actually on my <laughs> the picture I sent you earlier, my beer <laughs> tower. <laughs> yeah. I have it in there. Um but yeah, I'll I'll end it out with that. So I got my double IPA, my stout, my cream ale and uh, I kind of want to take out the Quaffon. I might put in a Metazoa beer, but I'm not okay. sure which one. Maybe All that right. um, Amber. I will do. I'll do Big four pack. Oh, wait, yeah, do four pack because it's hard. I'll do uh, beer breweries Kolsch. Ooh, yeah. Oh, you're gonna do chili water, aren't you? I was. I was thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and Kolsch then so I will good. do. It's. It's honestly. It's like one of my favorite style of beers. Like it's light. It's mm-hmm. refreshing. It's it's like light feeling. It just you don't feel like bloated or way down. I gave you one of our colches, right? Our Cajun Yes, Kulsh. that one I loved. So good. I think I was supposed to give it to Kelsey. Um, I'll bring more. Bring. Text me how much you're gonna bring, and then okay, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> um, okay, so that's one. I will do. I will do taxman's. Uh, deduction mm, that's solid. your belgian double i love it i mean it's got like the so good good. sweetness the maltiness the the that's the blue label that's the blue right yeah. yeah it's funny because i used to think of their beers by the, by the colors just like dorito flavors <laughs> yeah. same thing dude i was like the purple bag <laughs> yeah yeah the sweet chilies yeah Bro, load, me up, load me up dog <laughs> that um, blue cool ranch blue cool ranch what <laughs> Um, but yeah, same thing. Okay, so I have beer breweries Kolsch. I'll try not to go all Indiana. Beer breweries Kolsch. Mm-hmm. I have Taxman's Belgian Double Deduction. Um, um, there's an apricot blonde from Dry Dock Brewing in Colorado. Ooh. It's very, very good. Um, I would probably have it on there as like a nice summer, like fruity drink, right? Yeah. Last one. Okay, I'm going to take Dry Dock off of there, actually. Oh, okay. Back to two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I'll delete that. So, I have Beer Brewery's Kolsch. I have Taxman's Deductions. Deductions. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, for an IPA, I'm probably going to go Mind Haze from Firestone Walker. They're out of California. Awesome. That's good. I just awesome, entered awesome. a sweepstakes with them. <laughs> Dude, Firestone Walker is an incredible place. I heard that's another place I heard of from Rob. And then I will end with shit. Right? It's hard. Uh, Venstefiner Hefeweizen. The German wheat beer. Classic. It is from a... Okay, listen. Going international. It's from the oldest brewery in the world. Mm. I love that style. Honorable mention, though. Uh, Mortal Wombat from Metazoa Brewing in Indianapolis, Indiana. What kind is that? It's a Pilsner. That's newer, right? Bro, it slaps. It's good. It's good. It's it. good. Is Weizen hyphen Uh, sorry, <laughs> Germany. Sorry, Deutschland. Uh, is that the oldest brewery in the world? Ten forty. I thought it was this brewery in Scotland. No. I Put swear. It. We're going to have to Google that. Put it to the test. 
Show me the receipts. <laughs> Is that what people say? That's what they say. Dang it. I think you're right. Yeah, per but... Google, it looks like the oldest brewery in the world is Venstefar. Venstefar Finn. <sighs> Sorry, Germany listener. Weihenstefaner. Weihenstefaner, right? No, that's not still that wrong. Fine. Bellhaven. Oh, dude. It's... Bellhaven. Okay. The oldest that's brewery in funny. the world is confirmed as Weihenstefaner. You were right. You get a beer. beer. (laughs) You get another beer. Okay, Logan Skarsgård Mason. (laughs) Where can everybody find you on social media? Social media. um, Yeah, so my social media name is Logan Skarsgård. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I do have a TikTok, but I only have one video, so still working on that. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Where else? I'm not on Twitter. I was, but I'm not active on there anymore. The dark world, man. It it is. It's kind of a weird time. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's either gonna be like Loganberry thirteen. I'm on Snapchat, but don't add me on Snapchat. I'll look it up and post it. Yeah. Um, and then seventh tap. Where's that at? Uh, the seventh tap is in Shreveport, Louisiana, and we are also on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, check us out. Let me know if you want me to send you some beer. Boom. Doing big things. Two year anniversary, June third, or is it second? I think it's June third. Okay. <laughs> it's on Saturday. <laughs> Gang, gang, cheers, gang, my gang. friend. Cheers. Oop. Oop. <laughs> <laughs>